Now, what would be the odds that that was happening again, that that wasn't a new report? Was that a new report or an old report? That's what I'm asking. Is it a new report or an old report? Is that a new report? Well, we don't know. When a seasoned sports fan teams up with a millennial, opinions may vary, but the debates assuredly won't disappoint. Check your sources. It's New Report, Old Report. Here's your hosts, John Lund and Al Renato. Well, Al, we usually start this show saying what an exciting week we've just had in athletics and it is an exciting week in sports shockingly enough but the meaning of excitement has an entirely new connotation to it for this specific show and this episode because in the sports world we're in unprecedented territory where every major sport Basically, every sport there is has come to a screeching halt, has either been canceled or postponed indefinitely. Teams and organizations have set future dates on when they think they'll be coming back, but nobody really knows for certain. The sports world has come to a complete and utter halt. The country itself has come to a halt because of the coronavirus and what it has done to the United States and to the world it's interesting times. It's surreal times. Nobody circles the wagons quite like the National Football League, as we joke on this program, when that season is going on. And to no surprise and no shock at all, today when free agency started for the NFL, they came out with a bang of all bangs. We've got quarterbacks leaving teams. GM slash coaches not knowing what they're doing behind the scenes. The NFL has kept us occupied, has brought us back into the sports world as of Tuesday, March 17th. But I want to start with the main story in sports because you and I spoke last week and stuff was happening so quickly. We didn't even put the podcast out just because what we had said was already old news within hours of us hitting the unrecord button. And first and foremost, since you're the old report, we, we've got to make sure you're all right. Is everything okay? Health-wise, you're good. You know, they're saying check in on your elders, make sure everything's all right. So let's just start there. Let everybody know you're doing okay. Yeah, the old man is hanging in there. Uh, and we are going to treat this program uh, as, as a special program because we're going to give our loyal listeners what they want, what they've been dying for. This is a fuck the virus program, plain and simple. We're tired of it. We've been hearing about it nonstop in our sports world, in our everyday lives, on every station, on every channel, in every paper, on every outlet. We're going to do what we're supposed to do because that's how we're going to beat it, the same way we beat everything in this country, not whether you're red or whether you're blue, not whether you're black or whether you're white, not whether you're male or female, not whether you're tall or small. But we do it together by reaching across the aisle because we are America, because we're the greatest country there's ever been, and we are going to fuck this virus. We're going to beat it. We're going to beat it together. And tonight on this program, we're going to play fuck this virus. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to deal with it because 
for purposes of this program, we can't do anything about it. What we are going to do is do something we haven't done in a while. We're going to get our minds off it. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the National Football League. We're going to talk about, lo and behold, Tom Brady saying sayonara after all these years to the New England Patriots and in all probably finding a new home down south. We're going to talk about quarterbacks on the move, players on the move, and anything and everything that's happened in the last three or four days in the National Football League. It's interesting because we got the sense that this was coming out of all the major sports that had to cancel what was going on. The NFL has the quote unquote luxury of not starting for the next couple months and, and not into the fall. Does the regular season really begin? So they don't have the shock factor in a sense of when will we have our postseasons? When will the regular seasons even start? They're looking at this as, Fingers crossed, we'll be able to start our regular season on time, so why should we not go about our business as usual? And as we know in the National Football League in general, they don't care about their players. They don't care about the, the, the personnel. The owners just care about the owners, and the commissioner just cares about making the owners happy. So the player aspect of this, making sure that their well-being is thought of, they don't really care about that. They're going to go on business as usual, they're not going to have people at the NFL draft come April, but they're still going to hold the NFL draft. We didn't know if they were going to push back this free agency period just because if there had to be travel involved, but they said, hey, forget it. So it's Roger Goodell, Vince McMahon's WWE wrestling side of things. The XFL, unfortunately, had to cancel their rest of their season and postseason. They've shut that down. Maybe it has a little bit to do with the viewership going down a little bit more than they'd like to see, but it's Goodell, Vince McMahon, Dana White, and then maybe like a couple bowling leagues and dart leagues here and there that, that are still standing after everyone has rightly so decided to put everything for a halt. And today, just while we're getting warmed up to NFL free agency and yesterday's moves and trades and non-signings re-signings franchise tags franchise tags questionable franchise tags why are you not paying new collect, these guys new collective bargaining new agreement we had a new lot collective going on bargaining agreement by the skin of their teeth that's right we had enough to talk about and yet we have to start the discussion of the nfl free agency period with none other than tom brady who posted on instagram this morning Patriot for life, and then said that he was leaving the New England Patriots. He would not be coming back. He did not specify a team in the statement to start. We now believe and basically know that team is going to be, hold on to something if you haven't heard it already, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going down south. He's taking the reins from Jameis Winston, and he'll ride off into the sunset with Bruce Arians and tail and see what he can do and trying to lead the Bucks to a home Super Bowl appearance in 2020-2021. I, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't think we, we took as much time as we normally would have in the sports cycle. The coronavirus kind of threw everything out of whack, and, and this wasn't thrown into our face daily like it would have been of where will Tom Brady end up. We were having it, and then it stopped for like a week, 
and you kind of forgot to jump back on the train on Sunday. But now it, this decision has been made. We heard from Robert Kraft that apparently if Tom Brady wanted to be a Patriot, he would have been a Patriot. Basically saying this was Tom's decision. He wanted to leave. Bill Belichick gave his monotone press release responses of how great Tom Brady is as a quarterback and as a person, et cetera, et cetera, on a Seattle. 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 All right, no follow-up questions, Bill. We get it. What do you make of this? Is this the right move for Tom Brady? Is this the right move for the Patriots to, to maybe not do more? What are your thoughts on what's going on? Tom Brady, at 42, no longer going to be a New England Patriot. Well, first of all, I think it's a good fit. But let's back up for a second with this notion that if he wanted to be a Patriot, he could be a Patriot. We don't know that. I'm sure if he wanted to play for $10 million, he could stay. Or $15 million, he could stay. According to Ian Rappaport, he's going to be getting $30 million a year for however many years, whether it's one or two or who knows, maybe even three, whatever it may be, from Tampa and Bruce Arians and into Raymond James State, and he goes. But we don't know what the situation was with the Patriots other than that. Tom Brady made the decision that it was time for him to go. That may have been based upon the fact that they weren't going to pay him anywhere near $30 million a year, or maybe only $30 million a year for one year. We have no idea. He's not telling us anything other than it's a mutual, friendly, amicable parting. He's raving about them. They're raving about him. Patriot for life. No, you're not going to be a Patriot for life unless this is all a smokescreen and you're retiring which is a possibility that no one has considered, and that's a possibility. According to Ian Rappaport, that's not the scenario. So he's not a patriot for life. So that is an incorrect statement made by him in his uh, lengthy thank you and fond farewell to the New England fans and ownership and coaching and front office and support people and anybody else uh, who's ever, you know, taking a a breath in the New England area. But in the meantime, in terms of the physical move from that football team to this football team, I like the move. I thought originally the Chargers were a good fit. I still think the Chargers are a good fit, but he doesn't have to go through the AFC West. He doesn't have to deal with the best quarterback in football and the defending Super Bowl champs. Instead, he goes to a new conference, a mediocre division where the defending uh, division champs and their aging quarterback who signed another two-year deal. Drew Brees, I guess, is going to play New Orleans at least 70, but that's neither here nor there. But in, but in the meantime, they're not, and he's not what they were. The Falcons are in a constant state of disarray. We have no idea what to expect from them. Vic Beasley, by the way, signed elsewhere. And that leaves us with the new-look Carolina Panthers, who are saying bye-bye to their franchise quarterback, Cam Newton, who says, I didn't ask for a trade. They're basically running me out of town for Teddy Bridgewater, who we liked sitting in for the aforementioned Drew Brees and who went undefeated when earlier in that season, we both agreed if Teddy could just hold the fort, well, he didn't just hold the fort, they went undefeated. But is Teddy Bridgewater, in fact, a championship quarterback? Well, we don't know that. Is he a division-winning quarterback? We don't know that. He's never won a division. He's never won a championship. 
he's played some nice football in a backup role and played some nice football before he suffered a very, very, very severe knee injury. And now he's costing them, what is it, three and 60? Three and seven, three and three and three and so is it 25 a year for three or is it 20 and change a year for three? Either way, not bad, right? Uh, well, I, I thought he would get about 25. Um, so Carolina makes that move with really no other quarterback. I, I mean, they have the kid that they resigned uh, for a year who was a stopgap, was a stopgap this year for Cam being hurt and will, will be a relatively solid backup. And uh, they have the kid from West Virginia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Their first, their, their a draft pick from last year, I believe, third round. Um, three years for but, sixty. By the way, you were right, sixty million. Three, yeah. three and sixty, which is actually yeah. less than I thought. I thought Teddy was going to get about twenty-five a year. So I, they they basically chose the same amount of money because Cam is in for twenty on the last year of his contract. Uh, as for Teddy, so they took the health. They took the lesser in the ability, the lesser in the arm strength, the lesser in the athleticism, the smaller guy for the healthier guy. At least we think off of six games, five, six games, he was healthy. Um, that knee, we hope, is 100% and won't be subject to any further debilitating injury. Is Cam's foot healthy? Cam's foot is healthy. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Cam Newton. But they have chosen Teddy. So to me, that opens the door for Cam to go. To, I think the Chargers would be a great choice. I think Miami is a possibility. But I think Tampa is a good fit for Brady on a number of fronts. A lot of the same reasons we like for the Chargers. The offensive weapons are there. Uh, they abound. We know how many yards famous Jim has threw for last year. He had great weapons to throw to. Uh, they could go out and get a free agent running back. They could draft a running back. Uh, they have decent people on the offensive line. Not great. Good enough. Could always be better. They can draft there. We know Brady's not scrambling anywhere soon. Right, and it's going to need time to throw. Uh, complained about the weapons in New England. Okay. They were young, not established like these guys. You shouldn't have any trouble having to teach these guys how to run routes. They know how to run routes. Uh, they're big-time wide receivers. Uh, they have a big-time tight end in O.J. Howard. So the weapons are there for Tom Brady. So no complaints about the weapons or like they're up. He's got the core quarterback whisper. Right? He's got a coach who loves quarterbacks. He's got a coach who basically took Carson Palmer off the scrap heap and took him to an NFC title game, beaten to a pulp by, ironically, you know, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. So I think Bruce Arians got the guy he wanted. Jameis Winston goes to packing. He's looking for a job. So is Cam Newton. Tom Brady changes conferences. Tom Brady changes uniforms. Tom Brady changes weather reports. He's going to go someplace warm. He's going to go someplace sunny. He's going to play eight games in Tampa. He's going to play a game inside in Atlanta. He's going to play a game inside in New Orleans. He's going to play a game in California. And then he's going to play the AFC West, which means he's going to have four games against teams also from the West Coast. So not a lot of real cold games for Tom this year. He's also going to play the Giants. I'm not sure where. Right? And I think that leaves one other game. Unless they're playing 17 this year, and I'm not sure how many they're playing this year. But the point is, Tom's not going to play a lot of cold weather this year, and I'll bet he likes that too. And the family is going to be near Disney World. Uh, so uh, I bet the kids like that too. So for a lot of reasons, I like the move for Tom Brady. 
I like the move for Tampa because they need to sell seats. It's not to the debilitating scenario of the Chargers and the hideous Spano family with their ill-advised move from San Diego to the L.A. where they have no fans and are trying to sell God knows how many seats in the new building. Tampa doesn't sell out all the time, but at least they have a fan base. Now they've got somebody who will put fannies in the seats to fill the stadium. They've got somebody whose jersey they're going to go out and buy, and you're going to see 12, number 12 Brady jerseys cropping up all over the place. They're going to be on Monday night football. They're going to be on Sunday night football. They're going to be on 4 o'clock games. So you're going to see a lot more national telecasts with Tampa. You're going to see a lot more Tampa fans, a lot more Tampa memorabilia, a lot more Tampa merchandise. It is a total win, win, win across the board for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off the jersey and just placed in front of people who was on the team player-wise, who the coach was, and how the defense looked last year, if you just gave the stats and the coach and where the Super Bowl is being played, if all that was laid out and it didn't say the Tampa Bay Bucks, this would be a dream scenario. I think for whatever reason, we're still a little caught up in the the Tampa Bay Bucks stink. Well, I'm not. The Tampa the Tampa Bucks have gone to a Super Bowl. Right. The Tampa they Bucks haven't been the worst, but there's a stigma to them. I don't know, you know what it is. We're, we're not talking about a moribund franchise. We're talking True. about a team who's been to the playoffs. They just get forgotten we're about. about. We're, we're talking about a team that we may not have liked the way it was run sometimes by the owners in terms of the personnel scenario and some of the contracts they handed out. But this is not a franchise that's you know, a perennial 2-14 and 14 team, 3-13 and 13 team. They compete. They've been around. They've been to the postseason. They've been to a Super Bowl. God knows they won a Super Bowl. We remember. They, they, they've gotten, I guess, just a little forgotten about Yes, for whatever reason that has. But yes, now they well, they've been in a division that has been dominated now by three other quarterbacks. Right. And they've and, been in a division that's been dominated by Drew Brees, who's won a Super Bowl and been to a Super Bowl and been in the postseason regularly. They've been in a division that's been uh taken by store by another quarterback who's an MVP in Cam Newton, who went to a Super Bowl, and a division that was captured for a while by another was he offensive player of the year and MVP? Potentially, Manny was Matt Ryan MVP in fantasy leagues. I don't know about in real life. Who, who, who many thought should have been an MVP if he wasn't. Let's put it that way, and pulled the biggest gag job in the history of the Super Bowl. But also went to Super Bowl, all in the same division. So of course they're forgotten. Of course they've run amok because all three teams in their division have had far greater success in the last decade than they have. But they have personnel. They have a fan base. They have a beautiful stadium. They have natural grass. They have sunshine. And now they have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Notice, as I said to Nick Wright many times, not the greatest football player of all time. As so many, so many people make the mistake of saying, you want to argue he's the greatest quarterback of all time? I may argue that with you, but at least you got a leg to stand on. But you have no leg to stand on when you call him the greatest football player of all time, because we know there was only one GOAT in the history of the National Football League, and that is the one and the only Jimmy Brown. But I think it is a good move for Tom Brady. I think it's a great move for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And right here, right now, they are a serious contender for the division. And 
an absolute contender for the postseason. Absolutely, on both regards. I, I think, as you mentioned, with the division being overrun by those three quarterbacks, well, now you're in the conversation when you have Tom Brady. If he, if he plays well and last year was, let's put it this way, you, you can't have the excuses now that have followed around Tom Brady for whatever reason in the down years of, well, he doesn't have the weapons around him. Well, they only have X. They only have Y on offense. Look who he's throwing to. Look, This year that goes away with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, a good tight end, a good running game. You've got the offense now, so that's not going to be an excuse. The defense went from 32nd best in the NFL to 5th best in the NFL last season with a new defensive coordinator at the helm. So you've got the defense. I mean, there can't be an excuse now like there may have been this year of, well, well he doesn't have the weapons. Left. Now he's got we'll the see, weapons. We'll, we'll, we'll see right. what Tom Brady has. Is he going to be the Tom Brady of 10, 15? Of course not. But can he be the Tom Brady of three or four years ago? We'll see. Age always wins, eventually. We'll see if he can turn back the clock a couple years. There's no law that says he can't. We we're not looking for him to be 30 again. But can he be... 38 again can he be 39 again let's see well if, the possibilities are there if you have and the let's defense also, let's also remember who he's replacing i'm not <laughs> laughing i'm, I'm uh, he's replacing a guy who threw for over five thousand yards and you're not going to have over tom brady 5, throw 30 yards. picks it's and, not going to happen was, the, was a member of the unique 30 for 30 club let's take a quick break to pay the bills He's El Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's El Renato, and this is the new report, old report. We saw what happened the last time the best at the time, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback. What happened when that person went to a different team and Peyton Manning going to the Denver Broncos? They had the defense ready to go way ready to go. They had weapons on offense. And when it came the year where they did win the Super Bowl, it didn't matter the weapons on offense. It was let the defense carry you. Just be yourself. Don't do, don't do anything stupid. Don't make the wrong decisions, and we'll be fine. Well, the ironic part of that is after Peyton Manning was dismissed from town, uh, similar. Similarly, yeah, the Colts said, "See I won't, ya." I won't say similar because the Colts knew what they were going to do. Right. I mean, they they, had, they had the number one draft pick in hand in their back pocket, and they knew that the, the heir apparent was already there and had a chance to be an all-world quarterback. And of course, Issa comes years later to a series of injuries, and Andrew Luck retires far before his time. And the difference here is that. Tom Brady is healthy. Peyton Manning was not after the injury. They didn't know, you know, what Peyton Manning had left. Uh, if he would be able to get back on the field, because it was we uh, well, we all knew it was a risk when Peyton Manning went back on the field again. He was unbelievable. Set the all-time record for touchdown passes in a season, which is another difference. Tom Brady's not going to do that. Right. We know that Tom Brady. We're sure that Tom Brady is healthier than Peyton Manning was. 
going when Peyton Manning went to Denver, we think that Tom Brady was more capable because of his health than Peyton Manning was when he went to Denver because it was a question mark. What we know for sure with hindsight is there is no possible way in our wildest dreams that Tom Brady will have the kind of year in Tampa that Peyton Manning Manning wound up having his first year in Denver where he was phenomenal and ironically went to a Super Bowl and got crushed and then later on in the final year of his career goes back to a Super Bowl after a mediocre and injury-filled season and is mediocre at best and I'm being complimentary because I like Peyton Manning and they win a Super Bowl. We will not see Tom Brady throw 55 touchdown passes. We will not see Tom Brady break records. We don't think. We don't expect it. Now, do we expect that for Peyton Manning? Probably not, because we wouldn't expect him to be that healthy. But he was incredibly healthy. He was unbelievable. And and one of the greatest years, if not the greatest year in the history of any quarterback that obviously was not kept off by a Super Bowl win, but shoved down his throat by one of the worst Super Bowl beings in history um, by the, uh, the Legion of Boom. So now the question becomes, can Tom Brady turn the clock back, not to the extent that Peyton Manning did, but can he at least turn it back a few years where he is a capable quarterback that can make big throws in big spots to big-time receivers and lead his team to the postseason kind of the way Joe Montana did. Kind of the way the then thought by many greatest of all time. Joe Montana did when he was ushered out of San Francisco uh, to turn the reins over full time once and for all uh, to Steve Young, who was more than ready. And uh, Montana gets sent off to Kansas City uh, via trade. He leads them to a conference championship game only to lose to the Bills, who went on to lose yet another Super Bowl. Can Tom Brady go to Tampa? And bring them experience, bring them skill, bring them leadership to the extent that he can take advantage of all of their weapons, of all of their abilities, and not make the same mistakes that Jameis Winston made. Will he be as exciting? Will he fill the air with footballs? Will he put up the kind of numbers Jameis will? Of course not. Of course not, because you have to throw the ball that many times. There's no need to throw the ball that many times. Hopefully, there won't be that need to throw the ball that many times. But the point is to keep the ball in the hands of the guys wearing the same uniforms. And I do believe he will do that far better than Jameis Winston did. I don't see him making the kind of debilitating mistakes he made uh, throughout the season as a buck. Uh, That's one of the reasons you bring in Tom Brady. Season, experience, leadership greatness can he do it to the extent of showing us there's still the kind of ability we really didn't see last year when they needed it whether it was him whether it was a combination of issues with the receivers not running the right routes their lack of experience a lack of a running game beat up offensive line all the factors we talk about well now let's see what he can do in this setting. It's intriguing. It's interesting. It's exciting. As I said before, 
I don't know how it could be any better a scenario for Tampa. And I really like the situation for Brady. And look, we're not on the inside. We have heard that as much as they love him and as great a coach as he is, that Belichick can't be easy to play for, no matter who you are. And maybe that was some of it. Maybe it came a time where Tom Brady just said, you know, it is time for a change. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. Uh, we didn't win last year. I don't see probably us winning this year. And if I don't see us winning this year, do I want to go through this? Even though he's a great coach, do I want to go this through, through this again? Uh, how about we try something new? How about we finish our career with something new and invigorate with a fresh start in the warmth with a quarterback guru uh, and a friendly face? We'll see. We know Boston fans are the worst sports fans unless they're Boston fans telling you they're the best sports fans. But once the five stages of grief come to an end and the dust settles a little bit do you think there's going to be a blame game from Patriots fans whether that goes to the Belichick or Kraft side or the Brady side for leaving or do you think everybody will just maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel and say I mean it, it's fine that this happened look at the success that we had let's just be happy uh, well for it. fan is short for fanatic as you know and I think the fanatics will be all over uh Belichick I think some of them will be on Kraft, and I think a few will be on Brady, but not many, because you, you have to remember, as you've talked about, and as so many have talked about, for so many years in his prime, when Tom Brady could have made so much more money as a football player, he opted to take less money so the team could be better. So the team could bring in better players on both sides of the ball, whether it's paying Gronk, whether it's trading for Randy Moss, whether it's signing defensive players, paying offensive linemen, whatever the case may be, he always, I don't actually took a back seat, but he always took less and kicked the can down the road instead of wanting to be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. He traded that for numerous chances to win championships and it paid off and he made plenty of money. He just didn't make anywhere near as much money as he could have. Now it helps that he's got an incredibly beautiful, successful wife who probably makes more money than he does. Even if she's close, it's, it's, it's a great mix. Okay. So even if she's not as much as him, it's a hell of a second income. So the point is, you know, he's made more money. I'm not gonna say that he knows what to do with, cause you always know what to do with it. Cause you're smart. But the point is he's made a ton. He could have made a ton more. But because of what he did with team first instead of me first, he allowed them to build around him and have championship caliber teams every year. For that alone, the New England Patriot fans should thank him forever. Because without that, you cannot convince me that they would have been as successful. Whether they won championships, I'm sure they would have. But they, would they have won six? Would they have gone to nine Super Bowls? Had he had to be the highest paid quarterback in football every year of his career, or every time his contract rolled over? I think not. I think not because you just can't, in a salary cap world, 
make the kind of adjustments and the kind of reloading and the kind of restructuring and the kind of moves that Belichick constantly made. Because it also allowed him to drop guys and spend more money on other guys, to move guys out and bring in other guys, to get rid of guys whose time had come and gone because he had the great quarterback who he didn't have to worry about paying top dollar. It allowed him great flexibility. So not only should the fans be grateful to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick should be grateful to Tom Brady. Were they a combination? Absolutely. Could they live without each other? We'll find out. But they each helped each other be great. But the difference is Tom Brady made specific financial sacrifices to help the organization. And you can't tell me that didn't help Bill Belichick be a great coach and a great general manager because he had more to work with than pretty much everybody else. Not only did he have a great quarterback, arguably the greatest of his time, but he also had that quarterback who was willing to stand down when it came contract time and say, coach, GM, I'll take this, take the extra and do what you got to do, make us better. And he did it time after time, after time, after time. So as a result, not only should the fans be grateful and not bitter towards Tom Brady, Bill Belichick should be eternally grateful and not bitter towards, towards Tom Brady. Is the next big storyline now where Cam Newton lands, his health, what he can bring to the team, or is there any juice to Phillip Rivers taking his talents to the Colts, or as we already mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater presumably becoming the next quarterback of the Carolina Panthers? That is a great question, and I will answer it in this fashion. If any one of them or a quarterback of note via a trade or a signing winds up in New England, that will be the bigger story. The next New England quarterback will be the bigger story unless it's, (coughs) excuse me, Andy Dalton. Okay. Or unless, well, Marcus Mariota is gone. Thank God. Um, To me, the next big story is, is Cam Newton, the next quarterback of the New England Patriots. Because, you know, it can't be Jameis Winston. It can't be. Bill, Bill Belichick and Jameis Winston cannot, cannot coexist. That cannot be humanly possible. Unless they're going to run the ball 45 times a game. It would be beautiful, though, just to see the first Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What, what, what would be more entertaining? Than those two on the sidelines screaming at each other? That would be a sight for sore eyes. That would be must-see TV. That would have to be a net. That would, they would have to be on three or four Monday, Sunday night games. Just to see them going on the sidelines after another interception. But I, I think if if it's if it's not the kid and it's not Andy Dalton, that really only leaves Cam Newton uh, in terms of, of, of a big story. That would be the biggest story left if Cam Newton would go to the Patriots. But other than that, I think it's where Cam Newton lands, um, which I think is going to be a warm weather. I, I can't see him going to the Bears. First of all, I think the Bears stink. Uh, I don't understand the Bears. I don't think they know what they're doing. And that's not just because of Mitchell Trubisky. But they, they don't have, what were the Bears' weapons? Jimmy Graham. Alan Robbins is a, Alan, Alan Jimmy. Robbins is a nice wide receiver. 
Jimmy. Who's, who's going to run the ball? Jimmy Graham will run the ball. <laughs> Jimmy Graham will catch all the passes. Jimmy, he'll be the guy. No problem. Jimmy Graham is back. What's Jimmy Graham? 63 years old? <laughs> still in the league. Just like we found out what we'll get to, Randall Cobb still plays professional football, and he's and, going and of to course, and for of course, three more and of years. Course Bill o, and, of course, Bill O'Brien signs him to a huge contract. Three more years. <laughs> I mean, just we'll get to Bill O'Brien in a minute, and that's all he should really deserve, if that. the bill We'll, call, we'll start calling it the Bill O'Brien Minute. It's a minute where we're just going to be totally dazed and confused, and we're not going to know what we're talking about. So that's called the Bill, Bri- bill O'Brien Minute. It's also our impression of Bill O'Brien. Dave's confused and no idea what he's doing. Talking. But I, I, I really think that um, it's I, I'm, I'm going to be a refresh. I think it, I think Brady finally decided, you know, I got a shot for a change. And I want to finish with a change of scenery. And I don't think anybody expects, you know, his, his legacy is cemented. So the difference here is if Brady goes to Tampa and they don't make the playoffs, nobody's not going to say, well, Brady couldn't do it without Belichick. But if the Pats suck for the near future or they're just average, everybody's going to see Belichick couldn't do it without Brady. Right. That's true. He has that. There's more of that storyline, the possibility of it, definitely. There's nobody expecting Tom Brady to go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl. But we all want to see what's going to happen in New England without Tom Brady. This is a win-win for Brady. All the way down the line. It's a huge win for the Bucs, as I said, and it's a huge win for Brady. And they're going to be pretty good. Right. They may not be great, but they're going to be pretty good. They're going to be fun to watch. I just hope for him, because I don't dislike Tom Brady. I don't, I'm not crazy about him. Um, I respect him. I never want to see anybody get hurt. I want him to see healthy. I want him to, you know, I want to see him healthy. I want him to stay healthy. I want him to finish upright, and I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can beat Father Time in the sunshine. You know, I want to see what the quarterback whisperer can do with him. If he can breathe new energy into him, like he did a downtrodden, beaten Carson Palmer, who was ready to retire. You know, just shows what Cincinnati can do to you. Um, please, please trade the first round pick to anyone, to anyone. So we don't have to see poor Joe Burrow go there. But uh, to me, the, the next deal for me now is what's the situation going to be uh, with Cam Newton? I mean, remember, we have, we have two Eisman Trophy winners out there now. Uh, and the other one uh, is going to go be a backup in Oakland, uh, the hideous Marcus Mariota, who's just awful and is doing what he should be doing, backing up. Uh, and he is hideous. I couldn't see him going to be a starter anywhere. Never liked him in college. Don't think he can throw the football a lick. And uh, I, I think that uh, he's where he should be. It's in a backup role, you know, in this case, in Las Vegas. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts at one year, $25 million for what I think is the washed-up Philip Rivers uh, with the Colts? Do you think that's a good move? you think it's a sound move? you think he's got anything left? You know, where I think he's dead man barely walking? What do you think? 
I'm interested to see how many games when he's under center that he won't have the feeling that he needs to run for his life and get out of the pocket because the Colts actually have an offensive line. Yeah, well, this is this is an excellent offensive line. Exactly. I mean, so, so so he won't be he won't take the snap and immediately think I'm going to get killed. I have to run and get out of this pocket or just throw the ball up for grabs, which, you know, he does in general. But there were a couple of reasons when he needed to do it because of the line's play. So I think he's really excited about that. He can he can do enough to get them into the postseason, I think. Wow, you think so, huh? I think so. With 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 what they have around him, I, I think that's another don't do your interceptions thing as much because we'll offer you protection. We don't have an awful running game. Please just don't throw interceptions. Please. Please. And hey. Well they need to they need to draft more weapons. I would agree. They need to draft a wide receiver. I would draft a running back and a wide receiver. Um, I would get as many, get him as many weapons as possible. The offensive line is in place, intact, is solid. You've got to give him as much as he can to throw to so he can get the ball out quick to guys who have got space to work with because we know he is totally immobile. He's a complete statue. And the thing that always has cracked me up about Rivers, have we ever seen a quarterback in, in your lifetime who, who more obviously throws the ball into the ground to avoid the rush than Patrick Rivers. He will literally throw it two feet into the ground and, and, and get away with it not being uh, not being you know intentional grounding. Because well, he'll snarl uh, at the official afterward and be like, you're not, you're not going to call that. Don't you I, dare. I just don't like this fit at all. Um, I, I, I would have gone after a Teddy Bridgewater I would have gone after uh, keeping in mind how good their offensive line is. I would have gone after Cam. I would have gone after Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Jameis Winston is such a, you know, is such a curious case because he is so talented and so electric, but so mistake prone. Um, he literally can can pass you into it and pass you out of it in consecutive possessions. Um, and he's, he's a fascinating possibility. I'm very curious to me. He is the most fascinating player of the off season. Uh, now that Brady, the Brady situation looks like it's going to come to, uh, come to a close with him signing in Tampa, which is still not happened yet, but we are hearing that that's going to be the case. So the next most fa- second most fascinating player to me, is clearly Jameis Winston because he's literally that box of chocolates. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. And there are really only a couple, one, two, three, two, there's really only two starting jobs that are legit starting jobs available. And you still have to win the job from uh, Fifth Magic in Miami. And you have to win the job from uh, Terod Taylor in Los Angeles. Now I think that's doable, uh, but I think you would have to go in and compete for the job. If you are him, I think if it's Cam Newton, you go in and it's your job. And I think Cam Newton would be a fit in either place. I think it'd be Miami spending a lot of money. Uh, so I think that would be a fit for him. I think the chargers would be a great fit. They're ready made to win. And 
uh, I think that's going to be the Chargers' next move. I think that's where Cam Newton's going to wind up. Jameis Winston, I just don't know. I could see him in Miami, too. I could see him in Miami uh, with his old teammate, Fitzpatrick. And I could also see them drafting Tua because I think that's the team that is going to draft Tua. Who do you think so far has done the most to improve themselves uh, in free agency, franchise tagging? Uh, we haven't gotten to the Cowboys yet. Uh, and that may be one of your choices just by doing, just by keeping their own guys as they tag Dak Prescott and they pay Amari Cooper. I don't, I'm five and a hundred for a wide receiver. And, you know, I like Amari Cooper, but, you know, he's maybe a top 10 wide. And I'm like, so we're not sitting and rattle him off and we could try, but, you know, at best, a top 10 wide receiver, but a doubt. I'm so going to tell you. Did, did you like you what exactly Dallas you. did, number one? And who do you think has done, if not the best, who's impressed you the most with what they've done? In the, in the free agent franchise tag uh, release frenzy in the last few days. The person that has impressed me the most in free agency thus far and probably will be the final answer is Ryan Tannehill, Al. Ryan Tannehill signed a deal for $118 million, $62 million fully guaranteed, $91 million in total guarantees, Ryan Tannehill played a pretty good season last year, bet on himself, and was paid $118 million, to which you can only text Sam Bradford and say, Sup, bro, I'm coming. But what a job this man has done. What the, he, he's living the he American dream. Championship. This is the American dream. You have one year to remember. You don't get the job done when it counts, but you lead your team on a year to remember. You're beloved for a brief time by the Tennessee Titans faithful, and you curtail that into $118 million after being a dog with the Dolphins well, it's for not years. Well, it's guaranteed, and see Kirk Cousins. That's and the Kirk American dream, Al. This is what we should be doing. But Where Kirk did Cousins, we go wrong? Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins didn't win anything. We got to find people that we can, we can be the agents of. The new report and old report, be the sports agent for X player and lead them down this path. Because my main question for you for free agency was who should be more honored by what they've done? This by Ryan Tannehill. Case Keenum getting paid. Case Keenum, Al, or Chase Daniel still getting quarterback money. He's making those 13 guys are, million Those dollars. guys are just carrying the clipboard. Those guys, just, those guys are just wearing the, the baseball Those guys just wear the baseball cap. Tom Brady, that's nice. You could be the GOAT, the greatest of all time. No. Average to above average quarterback play is all you need once you get to the National Football League. Look what you can do. Star in high school. Be the local star of North Dakota's high school team. Go to college. Tear it up in a conference that the games are on too late for people to watch. Then go to the National Football League and get paid. 
to wear a visor and use a clipboard. That's who the people hand signals. Hand signals. Don't forget the hand signals occasionally. Those are who our heroes should be. I don't know what what people are looking for for Tom Brady and all these other things. Everybody always says the greatest job in sports is a backup quarterback. quarterback, Exactly. And look what it gets you. Everybody always wants you to play. (laughs) And if your number's called and you're able to deliver for three quarters of a year, $118 million. Three quarters of a a game. You're a hero. You want to play well for three quarters of a game. Everybody wants you to play. All you got to do is turn around and hand it to the huge running back that you have and get out of his way and you'll get paid. Uh, quickly on the other two, since we've we've waxed poetically on Tom Brady and such, I, I find what Bill O'Brien has done to the Texans to be uh, – there should be a fine involved. Uh, I, as you mentioned, I don't – I don't know if teams should put as much onus as on the wide receiver as they sometimes do, but to me, DeAndre Hopkins is easily a top-two wide receiver. I love his play. And for them to not get pretty much anything back in return, especially not even to get a first-round pick back, when that's been the trend, that's happening anytime a wide receiver's been on the move in the last couple of days with a big enough name. For them to just basically get what what amounts to the joke in baseball, like a bag of baseballs, was surprising. And that the Texans are just to J- Javion Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins, basically. See ya. Didn't and get a number. One, didn't get, nothing didn't get one number one pick out of the two trades. Yeah. What I don't understand there is now I disagree with you on uh, Hopkins. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near a top two wide receiver anymore. I think he's still very good. He makes a fortune. They do have Will Fuller, right? Um, <laughs> and they they did sign the aforementioned free agent from Kentucky for three they, years. They now age the, the I guess now are we just now referring to him as the age of slot receiver? <laughs> Let's just say he's not what he was in Green Bay. And let's let's leave it at that. At least. <laughs> and let's be respectful because we know he's a hard worker and a good player. And has always been out there giving 100% because he's a tough little guy. Uh, but he's clearly not what he was. Uh, but I don't think Hopkins is near that anymore. Uh, I think he's a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, maybe closer to top five, but I don't think he's top two. He's making a fortune, but you got to get a first round pick there. Just first round pick. Yeah, th- there's Don't no lie. reason not to. Just give me a first round pick. This is like and if you it, fill you out the say, menu, this David is what Johnson? you get. David Johnson's played on the field for what seven plays the last three years since yeah, he signed he's, that big deal. He's not going in the the direction he wants. What is? Him the, to I didn't be understand going. the purpose behind the trade where, where you had to take on his money. If you're moving Hopkins. Because you think his best years are behind him, that's fine. Move his money and get a first round pick, so you can go out and get another. In a, in a in a draft that is chock full of wide receivers, you can get another one easily and get a very good one. But you know why take on a guy who makes a ton of money, who we don't know if he can even still play anymore. If David Johnson can, that's great. But again, why why are you going to pay a running back a lot of money? Just I, I don't understand it. Makes no sense at all. Nor does any. Thing that Bill Bryant seemingly does make any sense, whether it's off the field, 
or as we talked about this past off season, this past playoff season, you know, on the field when it comes to, you know, his coaching strategy. Um, I, I'm curious though, what you think of what happened in Dallas. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. On the franchise. No on the franchise. Remember the new collective bargaining agreement. You only have one tag. Would you have tagged the wide receiver and signed Dak? Would you have done it the way they did it? What do you think? Well, losing Jason Witten is probably what's going to make or break all of this because he's going to the Raiders, which I didn't see coming. So not having him back, at least as far as we know, is, is going to really make or break that offense. If you're a fan, having the big three back has to make you happy. But I, I think in the way it was done, it, it doesn't really wet the whistle like you would want it to. As you mentioned, having to pay a wide receiver that much money slash when you've already paid your running back that much money before that slash you haven't paid the quarterback yet, which is what you need when all is said and done and all the dust settles. You need the quarterback no matter what. doesn't matter what you have around it offensively. You need the quarterback and you haven't really made him happy yet. It's... It's it's hard to feel great about it because, uh, you know, time's already run out on the Dak Prescott win when he's young, win now, Zeke's young. It's it's hard to tell teams time to goes, do this, but you need, you need to try and be lucky enough to steal a, a championship early. I just – I was surprised that they did it for the wide receiver, not the quarterback. I really was. I thought they were going to make the move for the quarterback. I really – I thought they were going to work it out. Now, I don't I – don't, have any problem with them tagging him, but I would have, if they were going to sign one and tag one, I would have signed the quarterback and tagged the receiver. Right. That's what I figured they would have done too. Okay. That made more sense to me. I have no problem tagging Dak. I just wouldn't have paid that kind of money for the receiver. Al, it's always a pleasure. We don't know what's happening in the world on a week to week basis. So I can't say we'll do it again next week. So we'll do it again the next time we do the show. Folks, this has been a special Fuck the Virus program. We hope you've enjoyed it and taken your minds off it for the last hour or so. Until next we meet, for my great partner, the one and only John Tiny Lund, I am Al from White Plains, real life Al Renato. For the new report, the old report, take good care, everybody.